Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Guarantee Home Mortgage, a true partner that every broker should have in their tool belt. With knowledgeable, responsive AEs who can create real value for your company to an operations team focused on delivering your purchase loan documents ahead of the closing date and so much more. Guarantee Home Mortgage looks forward to establishing a long-term partnership and showing brokers how they are opening doors to home ownership. So if you want to get connected today, email us at partnerships at aimgroup.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I'm the president of AIM. Um, before I introduce this individual, I want to let you know how excited I am to get this one done. I'm not even in my studio. I'm out of town, but I really wanted to get this podcast out there. Uh, doing a little bit of traveling right now for, you know, for the association, for many other things, for my brokerage shop. Uh, but today, I want to introduce the broker owner of Leverage Lending Group, Angelo Dotseris. Angelo, thanks for joining us today. Hey, what's going on, Mark? Thanks so much for, uh, uh, for this opportunity. This is awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, you know, just a, just kind of give you guys a little background here. Who's listening. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've known Angelo's name for a while now, but I really got to, to meet him at fuse, uh, which was a little, you know, a little over a month ago. And I'm going to tell you right now, we hit it off right away. Uh, we had a great time. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Angelo, you were one of the first people to sign up for the VIP membership, right? I th- I mean, uh, I think it was during the announcement. I was like, I'm buying it. I'm buying it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just That's awesome. Well, well worth it. I mean, if, if you're, um, if you're a veteran in the business, if you'd have been a broker for, um, for as long as I have, you know, you know, that once you know, the power of, of now that we have a voice, uh, cause we did not have a voice before it, it's, it's priceless. I mean, I think it's actually inexpensive for the actual cost of it. So. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. And anyone listening, go check out our membership. Uh, but Angela, I want to talk about you today. I want to talk about your business. I want to talk about how you become successful. Um, that's what these are about. You know, the, the thing that I always stress about what we do here is our community and it's not just hold everything close to our vest. It's getting it out there so we all can become better because it always goes back to the consumer, which we help best. We want to help as many consumers as we possibly can. So let's talk about this, Angelo. How, give me your background. How, how did you start in the mortgage industry? When did you open up your own shop? Give me, give me the lowdown. Yeah. So, um, I got in the mortgage business. It's kind of, my brother was doing it before, um, before I was ever doing it. I, my, by trade, I was a technician. I was a service technician. Um, I just kind of loved getting into the, the down dirty of, uh, working on cars. I kind of grew up, um, working on like remote control cars and, um, going to school for, for that particular industry. But then I hurt my back, um, a few years into it. And so from there I had to, I had to basically kind of switch gears. So I moved from there, uh, from working on cars, uh, to the service advisor type role selling, you know, basically selling uh, service and repairs and things like that. So I mean, who better to sell that than, than a technician, right? So, um, I did that for, uh, for a few years, kind of got my feet wet and I just loved the whole hustle and bustle of, you know, the, the sales kind of side of it. Um, and I was a very technical kind of person too, like even with, uh, guys working on cars, the service manuals, you know, I would just kind of get in there and figure out just there's the hundreds and thousands of pages each year that would come out for this. It's just, it was, I just love learning about it and just kind of figuring out the the details of, uh, of everything. So transition to, like I said, service advisor role. Um, and then it just got to a point, um, they put me in a role 
that they didn't think I'd be able to achieve. Like they had a, um, it's called this customer service index. So they had, they put this goal in place. I said, we need you get to get this basically like a review, right? Then we, we need you to get this goal from here to here. And they, they put like a pay grade that really, they didn't think I was going to be able to achieve it. And, um, I hit it within like four months and then like, wait, <laughs> wait a minute, you're getting paid too much for what you're doing. So, um, I was like, you know what, this is, this is not cool. They were trying to like cut my pay. My brother was like, Hey, you know, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of doing mortgages. You want you to come check it out. And so I got somebody, I knew somebody in the business. They got me signed up. Um, that kind of taught me the ropes, uh, from then, um, kind of, I did the same thing that I did with cars. I kind of, I got in the weeds with guidelines lenders i just kind of knew it and in about six months i was the go-to it seemed like i was the go-to people the veterans there would come to me for uh maybe because i was hungry right the veterans would come to me saying hey where, where do i place this loan what, what do i do with this how do i structure this and um i just kind of went from there and i asked one of the the veterans in the in the shop i was like hey tell me give me give me one piece of advice you know and he said angelo become self-sufficient, which meant know how to underwrite, know how to, you know, calculate income, know how to process. So I did, I became self-sufficient. And then uh, fast forward 2007, I became self-employed, opened up my own shop in 2007. Uh, prior to that, it was premier mortgage funding. It was like a net branch operation. Yep. Yep. Um, and I kind of saw the writing on the walls. I didn't like the, what they were doing. Some of the things that they were doing. So I was like, okay, it's time. Um, and then applied for my licensure got it, got North Carolina, um, opened up in two, in September, filed my LLC in July of 2007, opened up my shop in September, 2007. And then 2008. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're not part of 2008, all you guys say is 2008. Everyone goes, just starts, just starts. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, and I opened up and I kind of, I went big. Um, I had like nine total loan officers working for me. Um, with me i should say and that happened and everybody kind of scattered and went to the banks because it was you know it things were kind of drying up um the banks offered offered a small salary with you know with a little bit of a commission uh split if they were to to do you know some volume and i had a decision to make um you know and I, I went to my dad and I've, i think i posted this a couple of years back when i went to one of the aim events um my father, uh, old school immigrant, like the immigrant story, the, the stereotypical immigrant story came here with nothing, um, and built a business, um, built a business, a 30 year business, just working hard, working hard and, um, just staying, kind of just staying true. And I, I, he didn't really know finance, right. But he just knew business. And I said, dad, like, what do I do? I mean, do I, do I close up shop? Do I you know, go work for somebody? He's, he gave me like a really good. A piece of advice. He said, Angelo, he said, can you cut the fat? Can you get rid of the big office? Can you get everything? Can you just, can you survive by just doing you being self-sufficient? And I was like, yeah, I think I can. I think I'd try it. And so it was just me and one other loan officer. She's still with me today. So Andrea Comer, love her to death. She's my second mom. Um, <laughs> and, you know, have some other loan officers too, but, uh, uh, she's stuck with me and it's me and her just kind of do loans uh, through kind of weather that storm. And, you know, here we are, <laughs> here we are today. Um, and then I slowly, 
I kept, I kept small. I stayed small for, for that various reason. Um, but over the years, I've just organically grown to where I, I can't do it all myself anymore. So I had to, I had to then, you know, bring in, bring in outside, um, help to, to, to help me build my business, whether it be, you know, the loan processor, my uh, or op- operations, now my loan officers. Um, so it's just kind of slowly organically grown, um, to, to what it's become today. It's not, you know, I'm not looking to be a, you know, a hundred ninety million dollar <laughs> you know, shop with 42 loan officers. You know, I'm not looking to do that. I'm just looking to be small family owned, uh, tight knit group here in Charlotte doing good work, good service and, you know, having a good name for ourselves. Yeah, no, it, you know, I, I obviously I heard what you said you started in 2007. I mean, that was still what I like to call the wild, wild west days. <laughs> if anyone wanted to write an application, they just came in and filled it out, signed it. It was good to go. Obviously, things have changed. So how from that point on, like, what would you say was your biggest change? You know what I mean? Because I know it was obviously a different type of business. But what was your biggest change? That you, besides, I know you said you scaled back. But what, what was the change that you was it your process? Was it anything like that? So I got FHA. Um, okay. I got, and that was back in when we had to apply for FHA um, ourselves that we weren't sponsored with through the lender. So it took me, I mean, it, I think it took me a year to get the FHA. I think that the mini Eagle or whatever it was to, to actually uh, do FHA. And that's kind of what saved me. Um, what got me through that time is having that FHA approval. Um, because con- it was it was tough. It was real tough, and convention uh, FHA was the way to go back in um, when that happened. So that's what that's what kind of helped me kind of get through that that uh, that really hard time um, when you know the the implodometer. You can go on there, <laughs> and there was lenders imploding left and right. So yeah, and you know, and it's kind of I it, trust me where we're at right now is nowhere near what we went through in two thousand eight no. and oh nine. I mean, rates are just starting to tick up just a little bit. I mean. They're still great. Like I, I talk to people all the time. They're like, I can't offer the same thing I did, but you know, listen, you still can offer a really good product. But what I'm trying to stress here, you know, kind of going what you're talking about is you have to diversify yourself. So if you're just 100% conventional, you better start figuring something else out as well. If you want to survive in this business. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always, uh, just me personally, I have always liked having, other products than just the standard ebb and flow vanilla paper. You know, right now my business is is filled with non-QM. I do builder spec financing. I do uh, renovation, fix and flip. Um, I have like commercial type use programs. So because I've learned back in the day that you can't just have one avenue of business. You have to be able to have other um other resources to dip into in case of to be diverse and to be just not that you know vanilla 680 score conventional financing you know um that road because i just think in order to be um or just being a broker gives me that that um other availability to do so to have that many lenders in my arsenal but uh, i just think personally i enjoy um having those products when people call me they're like, hey, I heard you do so, so and so, or hey, I, I heard you do this, and like, yeah, I can do it. Let's do it. Yeah, and that's that's what you want to be known for. I mean, not just hey, I can do anything. Yes, we want to do those. You know, we'll call it vanilla. This is how I close loans in eight, twelve days. You know what I mean? Great rates. But you also want to be that guy that can also help people. That's what also gets your name out in your community. A hundred percent. Yeah, and it's, 
you know, uh, there's certain things that we do and, and, and don't do, you know, I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. One of the things that I tried and I just failed miserably at it was manufactured, you know, single wide, double watch. I just, I tried that. Um, uh, and I just, I just couldn't, I was never good at it. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to stop doing it. I know there's lenders out there that do them well. And I've heard that they're, you know, they're either not as hard as they used to be in this and the other. I'm just like, you know what? Tried that. I don't want my client to have a bad experience. I know I'm not good at it, so I'm just not going to offer it. Um, and I'll, I'll send that to some, uh, some of my, you know, industry partners that do those. Cause I just know that I'm just not good at it. So yeah. just, I think knowing, you know, knowing what you're good at and not good at and just, and just to be honest about it, you know? Yeah, there's a there's a fine line of of tr I don't want to say trying new things, but learning new things, right? right. And, and and expanding your business. But there's also that that line of I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. I'm gonna try it, and you're probably gonna ruin a relationship. That's why I tell that's why I tell my office all the time is, hey, we're we're willing to you know step outside a little bit, but we can't all of a sudden start doing something we've never done before because it's just gonna ruin the name and it's gonna ruin a relationship. Yeah, and I think with I think it's being honest with going into that i'll give you a case in point which is i haven't in before it was i think it was at the end of 2019 i said i want to do construction loans i want to focus on some construction because i know there's they're probably they're a lot more difficult than just a regular loan right and there's a lot more pieces uh the puzzle a lot more you know, people that you have to kind of wrangle together like to, um, the contractor things like that so I was like, I'm going to focus on that. And I got a, a construction loan and I was, I was very upfront with the clients. Look, this is, you know, we're not super well versed at this. We're going to be learning this together. This is something I want to do. If you, if you want to go with somebody more experienced, like a bank that does this day in and day out, be my guest, but I'm just going to tell you straight up, this is our first one. Um, we're going to be learning it, but I'm going to make sure that you're informed 100% of the way. Um, and it took about, I think, two and a half or three months to get that closed. It was with Flagstar. And it was probably one of the most rewarding experiences that I had because I closed a construction loan and it went off without a hitch. And it was because I set the expectation from, from the beginning. Like, these are not regular loans. Uh, I'm not well versed at it. You know, I may make a mistake. They understood that I wasn't trying to BS them. Right. I wasn't trying to just blow smoke and just say, yeah, I'm the best at it just to, uh, you know, just to get just to get the deal. Um, and it's it was a very and it's, as a matter of fact, we closed it on April 17th. And I think the following week, COVID shut that program down. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, gosh. No way. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think that's what happened. And I was like, oh, my God. But hey, we got to close right before COVID. So, <laughs> yeah. So with this current market that we're in right now, you know, like I, I'm not telling, I never want people to have the mindsets of, you know, downsizing and doing this and just surviving, you know what I mean? Because we, we have too much to offer. How, what's your growth mindset right now, especially in this type of environment where let's just be honest here, things are slowing down for most people. So what's, how, how do you keep that growth mindset and what plans do you have in place? So I've, and this is kind of what Julian was asking me on our, on our um, discovery call. It's just organic. It's the organic growth that we've had um, over the years. And we're, we're doing more community stuff, right? We're doing more um, uh, like 
meet and greets. We're doing more um, happy hours with our agents. Um, we're, we're getting in touch with uh, to grow. But it's also it's just capitalizing on our reputation that we've currently uh, that we currently have basically have in place now with our Google reviews uh, and everything and growth. I don't want to just buy leads. That's never one of that's not what that's not my operations. Okay, my operations is referral, my networking groups. Um, I'm a uh, director of the Business Leaders of Charlotte, uh, the Uptown chapter. I'm a member of a BNI group. Uh, you go out there. And you just you make a name and you have to understand that it's not it may not be immediate, but the more you're out there, the more you're visible. Um, social media, I do a ton with video, the more and I think it's and it's crazy how you don't you of course you want it to be immediate. But now that I've been doing it for so long with the, the I do like a Friday facts on Facebook, I do that every Friday, but I blast it to all the channels and then people they just they just recognize who you are and they may not be in the, they may not be in the Avenue um, mindset now for a purchase, but they're going to remember you, you know, three or six months down the road. Like, Hey, I know CLT mortgage guy. He, he had some funny videos or, or this, that, and the other. And I think, I think organic for me, what has worked and I didn't realize it at the time it's organic growth where it's just mm -hmm. sl it's slowly, but surely I got to a point and I'm like, I just can't do this on my own anymore. I need, but I have to, I have to bring in the people that have the same mindset. And I've, I've, I've brought them in knowing the, the full expectation. We answer phone calls. We're going to be on video. So come, you know, come prepared. Um, it's always, you know, it's not like you're, you're not going to not answer a phone call and call them back three hours later. You're going to pick up the phone and um, say, Hey, I'm on the phone call or, or text them back or whatever. It's people, uh, people, trust that honesty more so than um i guess you just what am i trying to say here it is instilling i guess the it's because it worked for me over the years instilling what i have what i value in in the um the client the my team members that i bring on board with my loan officers my loan coordinator um and my business development manager everybody knows what they need to do on a daily basis when either calls come in or um, just responding to people, clients and things like that. And so I just, and that, you know, it's, it's infectious. If you're like that, if you, and if you have that drive and just that want to be the best, cause I want to be a household, a household name in Charlotte, you know, I'm, and I'm, I'm getting there. And um, I think that's slowly, um, or surely is, has helped my growth and will continue to grow, even though it is, um, you know, quote unquote, maybe slowing down. Um, I haven't really seen any, any, any slowdown right yet. And that may be because, um, because of everybody that knows, uh, leverage knows myself and the team that we have here. Yeah. No, and, 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 and I'm in 100% agreement with you. Organic growth is arguably the best type of growth, that, growth that you can have. Um, we've been lucky enough, you know, for the past couple of years in terms of this, this, this whole industry, just people coming to us, at all time, but you know, I, I tell my the people in my office right now, our goal is not to get loans in. Yes, that's the byproduct of everything, but we, I want to help as many people as I can. So we have different programs in place. We sponsor different things. We do luncheons. We we do a lot of education. So that that whole point of hey, listen, we're just helping people right now, and it will come. 
I, I promise everyone it right. will come. It's just when you start in the business, it's really hard to understand that right away. <laughs> right. Yeah. And if you and if you just stay true to yourself, um, you stay true to yourself and so you've kind of like your vision of where you what you want to be as um, as an originator and kind of what you've seen. And if once you get to that point to where it, you see how, when you help somebody, uh, when you help somebody get get into a loan that they've been turned down by two or three other people prior to uh, prior to you and they call you call them with the clear to close and they're literally in tears on the phone with you that that that's like that just gives me chills because that makes it 100 worth it um everything that you do because then of course you have your you know some of your clients that just don't care but that's fine whatever but i'm the clients that i may cry because of tears of joy that brings me it's so rewarding to, to that's awesome that's awesome. And, and I think also us as originators, and I'm glad you bring this up um, because I think us as originators and, you know, our little entrepreneurships that we have, sometimes we focus on that one bad one that went wrong. You know what I mean? Instead of the 20 other ones or the 10, 10 tears calls that you got, you know what I mean? That's right. I mean, it's important that we have to understand that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And um, I think next year too, we have it on the agenda um, with my business development manager who is actually my wife, um, we're going to be doing more, we're going to be doing more outreach, more community-based stuff. So that's, that is like next on the forefront for how we're going to grow more in the community um, going into 2022. That's awesome. So, and I, I love everything that you've said, you know, with the, these are a lot of philosophical things that we're talking about, which is great, you know, because that's what we do, you know what I mean? Because it's a, it's what we're about and how we move forward with our business. But now I want to kind of get into the mortgage side of things. Okay. Like, like tangible things here right now, which are this. Talk to me about your tech stack. It's, uh, you know, I, I have many conversations with many different people across the nation, you know, and I, we talk about CRMs, LOSs, POSs, pricing engines, uh, everything, you know, I mean, on the back end. But, and it amazes me how sometimes people are really, really, we'll call it crazy on the technological side and tech side. And other people are like, no, I still write things down and I have this big <laughs> green book and I'm like, okay, there's gotta be somewhere in the, in the middle of this. So talk, talk to me about your tech stack right now. Yeah. Um, I love, I'm a tech head, man. This is, this is, <laughs> they're speaking my language here. So long time ago, um, when I was just, when, after I started, after I opened up leverage, I was using top of mind and I've used top of mind for years. Um, the post close, the 84 touch point, um, you know, three or five year program that they had was phenomenal. Right. Um, so I used that for years and years and years. And I transitioned from that to whiteboard. And I've been kind of making some changes here over the last, you know, couple of years, um, went from that to whiteboard, whiteboard, there were some limitations for me, there were some limitations on the email side of it. So then I transitioned to, uh, Jungo, which is, you know, based on like a Salesforce platform, which is a lot, is a lot, it's a lot to kind of manage. Um, and um, so then now I'm transitioning from Salesforce to get Bonzo and um, really think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of growth that I can do with Bonzo, but I have uh, my website. I think that was probably one of one of the biggest things that I did um, is uh, I do use lead pops. I think having a fantastic website is, is great. Um, getting people to the website is most important, but when they're on the website, it's important if they're going to click through, um, getting them to the site is my Google reviews. So, I mean, Google has been, um, 
before I moved addresses earlier this year, from the start of the year through June, I had 92 calls from Google. We have a call log um, that we log the, all, all the calls that come in from Google. Google's with our Google reviews, it gives you so much. Uh, it gives you so much credibility, um, and just it gets eyes on you when people do searches. Um, so lead pops, um, your Google review, Google My Business uh, profile. Then from that to um, the now I'm using get Bonzo and or just Bonzo and um, I do use Homebot. So we have uh, we're, we're very, very tech tech heavy in here and arrive arrive is uh, for the LOS platform. And as soon as they open up that integration, that's going to open up another world of, right. um, you know, just more uh, just more versatility when it comes to um, when it comes to the, uh, you know, just the CRM part of it. So I'm kind of waiting in the wings. I kind of knew that, you know, they're going to be opening it up, hopefully, you know, first quarter next year um, and just kind of positioning which one I still have Django and, and Bonzo just trying to see which one's going to be the better fit. I think Bonzo is going to be the better fit. Um, Django is just too hard to, uh, to scale with that because each license was, you know, double the cost and, you know, getting everybody to use it. Um, was just a little bit difficult. Um, so when you have, I think when you have a smaller shop, it's it's a little much for a smaller shop. Is what I what I what I gathered over the you know year and a half two years I was using it. So, um, but Homebot is a no brainer. I mean, yeah, first, I, I love Homebot. First ten minutes on the demo call, I was like, you don't even need to continue this demo call. Just sign me up. <laughs> you know, it's the best ROI I have ever had um, in the business, and I've, I've tried a lot of things over the years. Um, 100% hands down, best ROI. I actually just got, um, just got a, a lead this morning from, uh, from a realtor connection on Bonza or on, um, on Homebot. So hands down, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a game changer. I'll never forget. I was, uh, I think I was the one who took the first call from Ernie, uh, the creator of Homebot over there. And he went through like the first, I don't know, half an hour of it. And he was going crazy on it. And I just sat there quiet. <laughs> And he looked at me and he goes, we're on a Zoom and he goes, you're, you're awful quiet. I'm like, this is too good to be true. <laughs> I'm like, right. there's, there's a catch. What is the catch here? Right. Like, there's no catch. And, and I adopted that into my business right away. So, I, yeah, no, I echo exactly what you're saying. It's, it's awesome. So now with, with HomeBot, obviously you use it with realtors. I'll tell you what I do is Monday morning when I get that digest, see how yep. many people have viewed their homes. I mean, that's just a no brainer right away. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. And it's like, it's, it's like you're you're kind of spying on them <laughs> you know you, you see when they opened it how long ago they opened it if it was just a few minutes or a few hours or whatever it's uh it's a very warm intro call to even just for a follow-up hey man how you liking the how you liking the report and i don't know how many clients have replied from um from getting like the the monthly home code. like i just love this thing this is just yeah. great you know um and it's it's one of it's one of my uh, I'm doing more so the more of the introduction to HomeBot when I'm going through like my final closing disclosure once the client's getting ready to close. I'm going to say, hey, we're not going to be, you know, you, you, we're your best friends. I know for 30 to 60 days, you know, when you're going through this home, uh, this home buying process, refi process, but, um, you know, why you've been looking for a home. I was like, we're not, we're not going away. I was like, you're going to get you know, home value reports from us every month to see how the performance of your loan is doing, the value of your home, 
you know, reach out to us if you have any questions about that, you know, tell your friends, family about it. Um, you know, we'll be more than happy to just even give that to them as a complimentary service for us. Um, we just, you know, we just, you're in my big thing is family. If you look on any of the Google reviews that we have, uh, or the, the posts, I'm all about family here. So you're not just a number you're part of the leverage lending group family of happy homeowners. That's kind of like my little shtick. That's I like um, it. Music. I like it. And so like when I'm, when we're ending in that call, um, um, we do, uh, we do, a, the closing day videos, which I just am, started implementing about a month or month and a half ago. Um, the whole team gets in the, we use bomb bomb for the videos, but Bonzo does have that capability. Uh, but we do, um, when we have a client closing that day, we'll all, everybody in the office, not just the loan officer and the loan coordinator, the whole office gets in the video and says, Hey, just want to wish you a happy closing day. Um, from our family to yours, you're not part of the family. Just let us know if you can, if we can help you out in the future, have a happy closing, you know, all the best. No way. That's, yeah. that's a great idea. I love that. So, and I don't know, I don't, it came to me actually, when I was actually at my house, um, I had, um, one of my clients was closing, but I, I couldn't be in the office. So I just, I did it on my phone and I sent him a video and she was like, oh, that's awesome. Um, and I was just like, why don't I do this every, every closing day? Like, wh why am I just doing, you know, the, the, cause we use video throughout the process, throughout the milestones, right. um, you know, a submission to underwriting, uh, or initial, well, well, actually the way that our process, well, like when we can get into process later, but yeah, video is another part of the tech stack, I guess you could you could say is, um, I think it's so important. Um, yes. Yeah. It, it sets you set yourself apart from the rest. Okay. Well go, go right into your process. So tell me, tell me how you use video in your process. Cause um, you know, like I've been, I, I use a ton of video, uh, whether it's even just, you know, myself on camera, uh, I use bomb bomb as well, quite a bit, uh, you know, but I'll go over disclosures cause they have that screening yep. recorder, uh, you know, always going over disclosures, closing all, all that good stuff. But uh, I'm, I'm always looking for ways to incorporate it in more into my business. So how, okay, give me your process with videoing. All right. So when I, so basically we, the, our process in the office here is some, um, you know, the loan officer gathers all documents, all that good stuff, right? You know, once we, once the deal is solidified, we lock the loan, we, we go ahead and send disclosures out and in the disclosure email. We have the video. It's got the whole checklist of things, whatever we say, we go through, we run through get ready to see, receive disclosures you know from whatever lender we're sending it from make sure you you know, go ahead and click through that this and the other if you have any questions let us know but and here's the steps of the process that you're getting ready to so please be on the lookout for x you're going to be i'm introducing to my loan coordinator morgan greeno she's going to be you know in touch with you but you know for the next step she's going to be sending a credit card payment you know if it's got an appraisal waiver um, we still have to put the appraisal fee on there. And most commonly asked question is why is my appraisal fee on there when you have an appraisal waiver? So I tell, I explain that in the video. So there's no, <laughs> so there's no right, right with that. Um, you know, and so submission, so the, the initial disclosures go out once the loan goes into underwriting under uh, submission, uh, basically submission to underwrite email goes out. Um, the initial approval, uh, email goes out with the video. Con congratulations, your approval conditions. Here's the conditions. And we follow up with a phone call. Um, we don't do a video for the, se you know, second round of conditions, right? We just send an email saying the next set of conditions are, um, are submitted. And then 
clear to close uh, video uh, is done. Either myself, uh, I'm either in the background or the, the lone corner is in the background, you know, doing dance or whatever. And um, and then uh, then I follow up uh, the video with the happy closing day video. So each nice. milestone, each big milestone we're doing, just make it a little bit more, more posted. And somebody, if you can look in my LinkedIn, um, one of my clients, uh, he put it on LinkedIn, his name is Seth Farger. He took a snapshot of the video and I'm like in the background doing this. <laughs> and he goes, this is awesome. Like when you get like a video from your mortgage guy saying you're clear to close, you know, and he put, he just put that on LinkedIn just, just because he just loved what we were doing. Um, and just things like that. It's like, you know, we're doing something right over here. You know, we're making, awesome. it's, it's a different experience, um, a different experience from, from the rest. Well, it's an experience and it should be an experience. You know what yeah. I mean? I think sometimes we get too caught up, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, we got to be super professional. I and mean, yes, we should always be professionals. Don't get me wrong on that, but have a little fun with it. Right. And this is an experiential moment for a lot of people. So why not have a little fun with it? Yeah. All right, Angelo. So we, you've been awesome today. I know you're extremely busy over there. You haven't slowed down, which is great. Some of that growth mindset. Um, the last question I usually like to end with, uh, you know, the broker to broker podcast is, okay, you were just at Fuse. You, you were on the stage. You're on the stage. You have the whole audience. You have the mic and you have the ability to give that entire audience, whether they're new and upcoming, experience, retail to wholesale, you get to give one piece of advice. What would it be? Database management. Okay. Go on to that. Database. And you need to start from day one. You need every person you talk to. If if somebody told me that in 2002, when I first got in the business, <laughs> I probably wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? I'd maybe in a, in a, even more out of where I'm at currently, but you need to put something in place so you can stay in front of your database. Every person you talk to, put them on a drip. Mm -hmm. Every 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 person that you come into contact with is you, you need to make sure you are constantly communicating with them following up with them and putting in some sort of automation automated database management as i would probably say that's probably one of the one of the things i would tell because i spoke with a loan officer for uh with a, a company here in charlotte i was thinking about bringing them on board and i said what what's your crm and he's like oh i just got an excel spreadsheet i'm like I know, right? No way. No what? way. <laughs> what do you? Oh, was like, okay, you are definitely not going to come on board with me. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice. I just think database management, automated, automated database management, um, and whatever platform. I think you need to try out each platform. I can't just tell you use this or this because different strokes for different folks. You know, one thing may be great for one person, not the other try it out get get in there get in the weeds and figure out what what you like best um because each 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 platform you know if there was one super crm platform which there isn't one out there right you know that does everything that you want it to um you know if that does come available god i'm going to sign up for it immediately <laughs> uh, yeah let me know right away <laughs> <laughs> right but i think if uh, if you start managing your database from there and constant communication with referral partners um is gonna is you're gonna be like be light years ahead when when you're moving forward when you're growing your business that's, that's i'm telling i'm yeah. telling you that's great advice that's great advice. even even if you've been in the business a while and i know there's some still some people out there i'm not going to call you out on this that still work in spreadsheets and i know it may work for you but if you want to take it <laughs> to the next level you got to have some database management you got to you got to yeah and um 
you know, just be real and be honest. Absolutely. Well, Angelo, hey, I can't thank you enough for this. Um, just like I said, I was really excited about this. Uh, you know, I hit it off with you at Fuse. We had some yeah. great conversations, and I knew right away, just like I said, I when I got back, I called Julian Brennan and said, get this guy on a podcast <laughs> now. You, rock, so, you guys rock. Thank you, thank you. And thanks for joining us. Thanks for sharing everything you had today. So, brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all of the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere else we can do download podcasts. Do me a favor, please rate it, leave a review, subscribe to it. it, helps us get the podcast out there and spread the word that brokers are better. And Angelo, you're one of my guys, you're one of those. So <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today and hope you have thank, a great day. Thank you, Mark, you guys rock. Thanks for everything. Spread the word about the brokers are better movement by wearing our t-shirts. Head over to aimgroup.com to buy your Brokers Are Better t-shirts and find lots of other items perfect for yourself, your team, and your community.